0: I can can. and I will. will. See, there's a big difference there. And I'm not going to preach about this right now. But just saying I can means nothing. I can go see my doctor. I can go for him to help me. He's sitting right here. And we're just 10 feet away. I can get medication and help and whatever. But here's the question, Doc, will I? That is such a powerful thing. I can uh, reach out to my brother, but will I reach out to my brother? Amen. So today, I, not only I can, but I will. I'm gonna present the gospel of Jesus Christ as long as there's breath in my body. You know why? Because he's the reason I have breath. So as I go forward into this message, I want to say this. This world, our world, is filled with broken people, broken lives, broken families, broken hearts. How many people know I just said the truth? Broken people. How many of you work with some broken people? How many of you have talked to some broken people? How many people are like a broken record telling you how broken they are? Broken, 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 broken. We live in a world filled with broken people and we can either be, and this is what the Lord said to me earlier this morning, you can either be the solution or the executioner. Did anybody catch that? You can either be the solution or the executioner. I say we will be the solution in the next generation. In the next decade, you're going to see things like you've never seen before. You're going to hear things you thought you would never hear. You're going to experience things that you thought were impossible. And that's why it's, it's imperative that we now understand that the world is filled with broken people. And we must be a solution and not an executioner. We're not the judge and jury. We are the solution. I want to read to you out of Acts the second chapter, verse 16. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. You know this was on the day of Pentecost. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And he did that at that upper room experience. He poured out his spirit upon all flesh. That's not something we're looking for in the future. It happened then and there. How many of you have had the spirit move in your life? Raise your hand. See, it's here now. I don't want to give you any... anyway. And it shall come to pass in the last days. You see what he's talking about the last days. How many people would believe me if I told you the last days he was talking about was the last days of the temple? You said, well, I don't believe that. Well, that's cool. You can be wrong. But what he's talking about there is the last days of the temple. Of the old covenant. That's exactly what he was talking about. I've researched it. I've looked at it. I've read it. I've prayed about it. And I want you to know. That when he said, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, in the last days, he did it starting right then. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. They will speak, preach the word of God. And your young men shall see visions. But watch this. Your old men, your older men, I should say, and women, shall dream dreams. We're creating A dream to awaken the world and we are right now living right here we're we're, we are the we're the continuance of acts sister helen we're the continuance of acts of the apostles we're doing what god said we could do we're 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 doing what god said we were he he has he, he has anointed us to do how many people feel like you might be anointed to do something God help me. Your old men shall dream dreams. Dreams. Without them we cannot become our our spiritual best self. How many people want to be your spiritual best self? I do. I don't want to leave it to someone else. I don't want to leave it to my wife so I can become my spiritual best self. Or for Christian so I can become my spiritual best self. I want to have a relationship with God. And I need his dream in my life. You know, as I was thinking about this message, I was driving with my wife. We pulled up into the bank the other day and a a sign just stuck out in my face. As I looked up at the the glass where the teller was and my bank had put up a sign that said, dream big. I know what they're talking about. They're talking about getting loans. But it hit me like a ton of bricks. Dream big. Big. Say that back with me. And it hit me. Small dreams will bring small results and big dreams will bring big results. A song that was sung many years ago, back in our day, said, don't stop believing. Hold on to this feeling. We need to never let go of what God has placed in our life. And the dream must live on. In 1982 and moving into 84, I came up with this statement, creating a dream to awaken the world. And I let it go away. We hadn't thought about it in years until they gave me my, my 50th year anniversary of being ordained. And it came back again. This is the year to create keep creating that dream to awaken the world and we need an awakening now like we've never needed before. We need it in our lives. I need it. Then I remembered as we talk about dreams a song that was sung back in probably the 50s maybe the 60s. I don't know Doc. You probably know more than I do. He used to be a DJ. Dream. Dream, dream, dream. This is how important this is what I'm talking about today is. Dream, dream, dream. Because when I want you. When I need you. When I want to sense you. All I have to do is. All I have to do is. Dream. We're going to talk about the importance of dreams. As we move forward. I thought this morning a dream. Dream. A dream can take me to a place that I've never been. A dream can let me hear what has not been spoken yet. A dream can allow me to see things that I've not seen with my earthly eyes. A dream. And a God-given dream should never, should never, if you have a God-given dream, should never speak about your past but only your future. A God dream, let's call that for right now, a God dream will allow you to see beyond your present brokenness. Because many of you sitting here, as I have in life, have been broken before. But it's time to get mended. Time to be whole. A dream will allow you to see beyond your present brokenness into your complete self. Why is this important? Why is that so important? Because you will never be able to help someone from their brokenness. From their present pain until your dreams have delivered you from yours. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. you see, Dr. Collier sitting here had a dream back when he was young. And he had an afro out to here. I saw a picture of him. He sent me one the other night. It scared me. I went, ooh, woo. But you had a dream at some point to help people. And the dream became a reality. A dream helped broken people, hurting people. I want to make that statement again. Why is it so important? Because you will never be able to help someone from their present pain until your dreams have delivered you from yours. Are they necessary? Dreams are necessary because it is there you will find your potential. You'll see it. You'll feel it. You'll sense it. You'll know it. How many of you ever dreamed about having a a, a certain car back when you were young? I did, man. I always wanted a 67 Corvette. How many of you ever dreamed about having a home? How about children? How many wish you hadn't dreamed that dream? How about a marriage first? Let's hear that. You dreamed about getting that perfect person. We're talking about dreams now. They're powerful, potent, because you'll gravitate toward that which you're dreaming about. You'll step into that realm. That's why today we have to deal with the dreams because the Church of Jesus Christ has got to learn to dream again. Because he said in the last days, which is the last days of the old covenant, in the new covenant, we're going to have visions and dreams. If you don't see the need to dream, watch this. So I don't see the need to be a dreamer. If you don't see the need to dream, you may wake up to a harsh reality. Because that's where you stop living. It's when you stop dreaming. Amen? Let me say this, the kingdom of God, as we know it, the most important thing we've got, Jesus said to his disciples, go out and preach the kingdom of God. He didn't say go out and preach salvation. He said go out and preach the kingdom of God. Is that not what the Bible said? Which salvation is a part of the kingdom of God? But he said go out and preach the kingdom of God. It's God's domain. And we've missed it. For all these years, people preach around it but never get to it. It's imperative that we see the dream and we awaken the world and most importantly, we need to awaken the church. Oh God, help me. The kingdom of God needs and requires dreamers. Dreamers that will not settle for second best or for the status quo. We will not accept it. Dreamers that are constantly developing, tuning in and are always ready to watch this. I want to say this again, because that applies to this church. Dreamers that are constantly developing, tuning in, and are always ready to fill in the blanks. I wonder what blank we need to fill in today. What blank do you need to fill in today? Because Jesus is calling today. The Holy Spirit is drawing you into that experience, Pastor Kenny. He's drawing us into where we can be dreamers and understand that all things are possible. To, them, to those that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. All things are possible. So why not dream big? Listen, my mother used to say, if you're going to get a dog, get a good dog. Amen. A pedigree. Because she said the pedigree is going to eat just as much as the mutt. Amen. So if you're going to dream a dream, dream a big dream. Amen. Don't skip on your dream. Keep believing. Keep holding on. And don't settle for a second best, Natalie. Amen. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Someone said, well, you might as well give up, Bishop. You know, you're getting older now and it's time for you to just settle down. No, I can't settle down. My dream says I still got a a little wick left to burn. A little wick left. How many of you sitting here today have a little wick left? He says you're the light of the world, but you can't be a light without the wick. Boy, that's a sermon right there on its own. Are we ready to fill in the blank? The empty space. And hear me, we are East West Church. And those that are here today and those that are visiting, thank you so much for being Can I, I just thank you visitors for being here. Not visitors, you're new, new to the church, but we thank you so much for being here today. If you come more than one, if you come more than two times, you're, you're, you are now a member. Amen. <laughs> Hear this when I tell you, we, the church of Jesus Christ, you that are seated here today, we are the answer, our dream is the answer to someone's nightmare. Christian, do you remember the nightmare you were in? Matt, do you remember the nightmare you were in? Valerie, do you remember the nightmare you were in? Brother Perez, do you remember the nightmare you were in? We are the solution, the answer to someone's nightmare. It's Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory. We are the answer to someone's promise, the dream, to awaken the world. The dreams I speak of today to you, my family, the dreams I speak of is not something that is brought on by an intense discussion or something that you ate before sleep. Have you ever had an argument before you went to bed and you dreamed about it? Or you ate something you shouldn't eat and you dreamed. Listen, I've been dreaming here in the last few days. My goodness. And it's always my father. He's been dead and gone now for, I don't know, since 2013. But I'm seeing him in dreams. And I believe they're trying to encourage us to keep doing what we need to do. So the dreams I'm talking about, it's not some kind of argument I had before I went to bed. That's why you should never argue with your wife or husband before you go to sleep. Never. Because you never know when that might be the night that you don't wake up the next morning. And it might just bring on a terrible experience in dreams. The dreams I speak of will create reality. It will create our future reality. Not only it'll create my future and my today. These dreams that we talk about will press you into your destiny. It'll press you into the purpose and the plan of God. It'll press you into your victory. And all the things I'm talking about today, I have an ulterior motive. And that is, if you don't answer these things, you'll never be able to help Jesus and his work. You'll never be able to reach hurting humanity. Until you dream a dream and hold on to it. For the next few weeks, I want you to climb into my thoughts. Because I don't know where I'm going. You can try to help me with it and try to tell me what to say. But I'm going to tell you, what you tell me to say is not going to work unless God speaks to me. I want you to climb into my thoughts. Climb into my words. As I develop this message. And see with the eyes of the spirit. It's up to you to see. With the eyes of the spirit. Why is this so important. This creating a dream to awaken the world. Why the awakening. Ask me that. Why the awakening. Thank you. I had somebody respond. Because many. Many. And I can see it now. In the seats of our house. And other churches that I know of. And other ministers that I'm associated with. Many in the church have been lulled to sleep by religion, by denominationalism, and lack of spirit insight. Can I say that one more time? Many have been lulled to sleep by religion, religion, denominationalism, and lack of spiritual insight. And because of this, There's no awakening. We just stay asleep. Why creating a dream, Bishop? I don't understand. It's so vague. It's so vague creating a dream. Why? Because everything starts with a dream until it becomes a reality. Everything from a doctor to a teacher to a lawyer to a housewife to a secretary, to a CEO, it all starts with a dream. You say, well, I'll tell you one thing, Bishop, I don't dream. Yeah, that's why you're where you are today. Remember that song years ago? Nowhere man has no plan. Remember that song, Mike? Mike would remember it. That's for us hippies. Nowhere man. That's what we become without a dream. We're nowhere men and women. Everything starts with a dream. Before a house is built, it starts with a dream. The architect has a dream. That's what makes an architect so valuable because he sees it. Now, the engineer makes it work, but the architect sees his design. He dreams it. The engineer doesn't have to dream, but the architect does. So before a house is built, there's a dream. Before the airplane flies, there was a dream. And you're going to see in the next 50, 60 years, there's going to be things happening that you thought was science fiction. I don't know if I should even tell you this, but God is not a God of time. He steps outside of time. If that's true and we're God-like, that means we're going to be able to step outside of time. I'll leave that with you to think about. Because God is a God that steps outside of time. And if God can step outside time and he's empowered us as sons and daughters, we have the ability to step out time also. And I have a dream that I'm going to see it before I close my eyes for the final time. I believe it with my heart. So all these things happen because it all starts with a dream. And the East West Church needs to be dreamers again. Before there's a nation comes together, check out our history. It started with a dream. Before a community is developed, it starts with a dream. Everything starts with a dream. In this quest for becoming your spiritual best self, it starts with a dream. Sounds good, Bishop. But pastor. So I dream and nobody else does. Can it start? You need to hear this. Can one family, one congregation make a difference in their pursuit of an awakening, which is what we need? I want you to hear me. Change will come, but nothing will change until the one becomes many. The one has to become many. We must walk in and live in the dream that God has delivered to us all. It's not just my dream. I I wish I could call all your names at one time. It's your name with my name walking in the dream. It's not you applauding me and saying, Yay, Bishop, go for it. Go walk in the dream. That's not the way it works. If I go out and play, you think if I was playing a a, a football game that it's all me by myself? No, sir, it takes a whole team to do that. We applaud the heroes of the game because they threw a good pass or someone caught it, but they, they forget the people that made it work. And they get paid high dollars to make it work. We applaud the one that caught it, but how about the people that blocked I'll have a dream. Say it again, Alan. Nothing will change until the one becomes many. We must walk in it. We must live in it. We have to live in that dream that God has delivered us to us all. Now hear me on this one. This is something that may not be practical to you, but this is practical to me as I heard it early this morning. It's time to tell the people for you to get alone. You need to get alone with God. You need to hear him speak. You need to hear him whisper. You need to hear his thoughts and his intent. You say, well, can God, will God speak to me? Obviously he will. He's trying right now. It's time for you to get alone and open your mind. Open your mind. Some would call it meditation. I call it prayer. Open your mind to the voice of God and let the spiritual, listen, let the spirit plant a seed that will create a dream. I'm planting something in you today through the word of God. You need to let it start to grow because I can't help you until you dream with me. We can't help this community until we awaken that dream again. As long as we just look at church as something we do when we want to do it, we're, ma- we're, ma- we're making a huge mistake. Boy, it got quiet. When church is something we do just because we have nothing else to do, you've made a terrible mistake. Because there's coming a day you're going to say, oh, God, help me. And God's going to say, wait a minute. It seems to me I haven't seen you very much. You've not become a part of the dream. You know where blessings come from, Floyd? You need to hear this, Floyd, because you know it. Sister Helen knows it. The blessing flows to the dream. Those that hold on to God's dream. Holds on to the dream. Reaching the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, with a gospel of the kingdom, and healing broken people. Amen. Amen. The one thing that I've always done, I have never looked down at anyone. Thank you, never, Brother Perez. I've never looked down on anyone. I've never thought. I had a man walk up to me the other day. My wife and myself, we were in the square at Marietta. And it was raining and we were walking from a restaurant trying to get something to eat. And this man walked up, an African American fella. I guess he's in his 40s, 35 to 40, and he's pulling a cart. He's homeless, and he's smiling. Amen. And as I walked by him, he's smiling at me, and I smiled back at him. He said, "Have a good day." I said, "I, I plan on having it." And he turned as he went by me. He said, "Sir," I stopped. My wife kept walking. <laughs> I lost her. He said do you think you could help me out a little bit? And I've heard that hundreds and hundreds of times. He said, do you think you could help me out a little bit? See, the way we create the dream and live in it and walk in it, you have to do something about it. He said, do you think you could help me out with just a dollar? I reached in my pocket and got $10 out. See, God pays back many times more than you can ever expect. I handed him that money and I said, here, I said, now don't drink all this up. Amen. And he smiled real big. He said, oh no, I'm not gonna do that. You see, that's what the dream does. I'm bringing it down to a personal level. And I've done that so many times in my life when people have, uh, one time in, in Panama City, a guy walked out of a, 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 a quick trip or whatever you call them, a convenience store. And as I came out of the convenience store, <clears throat> He said, sir, he said, I know you've heard these stories before, but I'm a fisherman. He said, my ship's coming in. He said, but I only get paid when I get on a ship. If I could just have a little money just to get something to eat, carry me over. And I reached in my pocket, and whatever I had in my pocket, I pulled it out. And I think it was $35. I reached and took it and put it in his hand. When I did, he fell to the ground, fell back. What happened? That show of kindness. You say, well, he may have gone in there and bought him a big old bottle of liquor. That's not my problem. That's 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 not my problem. My problem was, well, I walk in the dream. Oh, now we're starting to get on this dream thing now. You see, the dream is something more than just you sleeping at night. It's something you live in. It's something you dwell in. It's something you look forward to. I said to my wife as I got in the car after giving that, that man that money, I said, the Bible says be careful how you treat strangers. Because I might be angels unaware. Oh, yeah, go and give the Lord a hand because that's who you're, we're here for today. <clears throat> that's the way I move, son. That's just what I do. I can't play this game. I've got to be the game. I can't play at the dream. I've got to be the dream. I don't wear a t-shirt that says, look, I've got a dream. I am the dream. Matter of fact, we got some t-shirts coming, don't we, son? (laughs) He's shaking his head at me. God, thank you for giving me words today. But do you see the import of helping people? Sometimes a smile can do it. Sometimes a pat on the back can do it. I'm not telling you to go out and find everybody you can find and give them money. That's not the issue. The issue is when you feel the need, feel it. Because there will be a seed planted in you today that will bring forth a mighty dream for this church. Hear me when I say this. I'm going to conclude this session in just a moment because I am not going to rush through this. I will not do that. God help me. It's dreamers that will change the world. For you see, they see beyond themselves for the greater good. They see beyond themselves. What do you mean by that? I see beyond me needing that $10 and seeing that he needs that $10. I see beyond me not feeling good that day and needing somebody to say, how you doing, Bishop? Or how you doing, Brother Allen? How you doing, Allen? Whatever. For me looking at somebody else and saying, how are you doing? Can I help you? Jesus was never moved by the need of the people who's moved by his Father. (laughs) Because God... Can I say this and you not get angry with me? God had a dream. And it was to see all people working together in unity. But it's dreamers that change the world for they see beyond themselves for the greater good. I'm going to end with this statement. You say, Well, Bishop, I just don't believe you've preached a complete message today. Well, look, I have said more in these few words than most guys preach in two hours. Most of them, they get up and they try to prove to you their intellect. When I was a young man, I wanted to do that too. Now that I'm 38 years old, I try to calm down a little bit, Debbie. I'm not trying to prove to you my intellect or my pulpit prowess. I want to say what God is saying to you right now. Because, Brother Perez, that's what will heal you. That's what will set you free. That's what will bring joy into your life. It's the now voice of God. Boy, I can't wait to hope at home tonight. I already feel God going to move in that. Good Lord have mercy. Hear this last statement. For those that are wondering why you feel stripped. Stripped. Why you feel broken after you've got an experience with Christ. And you've seen, you've touched the dream. It's just you're walking in the I can of the dream. We're bringing it back around now. You're walking in the I can of the dream and not the I will of the dream. Big difference. I can marry you, but will I? Are we catching this yet? Or your wife go, say, I can feed you today, but will I? See, there's a big difference. See, I want God to say, I can bless you and I will bless you. I can heal you and I will heal you. I can save you and I will save you. That's Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Make no mistake, I believe in the Word. I believe in the Bible. I believe in every, from cover to cover. But I also believe in the word of God that's coming forth now. You say, can he do that? Yes, sir. God is speaking words now and completing the book of Acts through you. God gives us dreams. Say that back to me. Now hold that thought. You wonder what's happened. God gives us a dream. Plural. Which becomes Singular with the corporate body. God gives us dreams and Satan tries to turn them into nightmares. We work hard at being what God wants us to be. And yet we let the dream slip. Remember the song slip slide in away. Slip slide in away. We let the dream slip slide away. Not realizing that we have been called. Years ago, I was called, let me just tell you now, I was called to bring nations together, people together, and I've done a lot of that. I'll tell you, in the, in the years we've been here, we've reached 120 nations with the gospel of Jesus Christ through television and radio. I've written, what, two or three books that's gone out around the world, not like it should have, And albums that's been recorded and sung. God help us. He's called me to see, not just, you say, well, we don't want poor people in our church. But God said they're people. God says, I don't see the poor people. Some said, I only want a congregation of young people. Well, I've got news for you. I've heard that. We're not looking for the older people. We want the young generation. Well, I'm going to tell you, that young generation now that they've called together, now Sister Denise are getting old. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be careful when you say, I only want that congregation because that congregation will change. Well, I've been called to the white populace. And God's saying, you know, I've been looking for the white people. I can't find them. Are y'all with me on this now? Have I gone to Medlin yet? I've been called to the white rich people. Well, God says I don't see the, the white person. Well, I've been called to the Native American. And God's saying I don't see the Native American. Well, I've been called to the... Asiatic people. Well, I don't see Asiatic people. I've been called to the African American, to Africana, and God's saying, I don't see them. Well, what do you see, God? He says, well, open your eyes and look. It's my people. These are my children. This is my dream. (laughs) You You know what? I'm happy that I've I feel like this message is going to grow. And one of these weeks, my son's going to preach it. I'm going to let—he's going to get up and go off on it. That's why I'm glad he's listening so intently because, see, sermons should grow. Messages should come alive. And my wife asked me. She asked me a couple weeks, a week or so ago, "Can can you give me your thoughts on how what you're going to say?" I said, "I looked at her like a calf at a new stall." I said, baby, I know you think that I'm that intelligent, but I, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. Because I come alive when I step up here. This is where I come alive. So, either we're going to be a part of the dream or part of a scheme. Oh, what's that mean? We either be the dream of God or the scheme of Satan. The purpose of God or the plan of the enemy. Y'all need to write these things down because I don't have it scripted. We will be those things. We will either create a dream to awaken the world or create a scheme to kill it.